Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. To the penultimate episode of season four. Episode. Welcome. 224. I think it's 227. 227. Of the chapter by chapter podcast. Chapter 55. My name is Steve. His name is Will. You know our names. We are, we're getting to the end here. And what do you, uh, what do you say? What, what say you, Steve? So this chapter is, this, this is, this is, it all happened. It, everything that we've been building to, all these slow chapters that have sort of been bu- building up to a, what we've joked around as a possible battle in the sky, good versus evil once again. Well, it's it happened. happened. Yeah, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> not uh way to was, go rj I, i'm gonna say right from the top cool chapter cool ending to the book i'm fine with it but it is kind of just the same way that all these books end pretty much more or less and it's been doing <laughs> i mean i fucked up yesterday i thought there was a i, th- I fucked up in terms of like matt finding Egwene or Egwene escaping the prison i thought that happened in the last chapter um and that's what happens when you read two chapters at once it all gets so you shouldn't do that there bud that's why you shouldn't do that's exactly why you shouldn't do that uh but there was a great scene i I almost expected when matt like opened up the door to see a gway naive and elaine there i almost half expected him to go like oh shit and shut the door and leave (laughs) Ah, i've been looking for somebody else this entire time (laughs) they're kind of pissed they were kind of pissed at him. I mean, there was some there were some good lighthearted lighthearted jabs. They they somehow forgave Julian. Julian. They just gave they just gave him a little bit of break because, you know, honestly, they don't know how much of a choice he had. Yeah, they're like, we don't really care, honestly. We don't even know who you are. Yeah. You we are dead meat. Yeah. You're, pr- if you're it's, probably gonna die. Yeah. If it's not this chapter, if it's not this book, it's probably early chapters of next book when the book opens up with some sort of attack of wherever they are at that moment. I'm pretty sure the next book is called The Death of Sandor. <laughs> Matt has a good one-liner, too. He's just like, when when Egwene, Nynaeve, and Elaine start, they just run off and they join the battle. He's like, well, it's not going to be hard to find them. Just look for anybody that's just flying around. <laughs> He's not wrong. No, no, exactly. Um, Perrin, though. What do you think Perrin. of this whole Perrin thing? Well... Parents, I don't know. I don't give. I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Parent and Flyly, Flyly, yep. Flyleel. Well, it was just so. He finally said her name. Wow. It was just so lame. It was just so lame. Like he saves her, yeah, and he saves her by finding her in the Falcon Room. Lots of little of mini Falcons, Falcons in there. Lots of little mini fla- Falcons flying at him in some i think he's still in the wolf dream you know it's like so like it's like that mode in smash bros when it's like a hundred little tiny guys come at you and they're all captain falcon and they yeah. all sound all tiny and they're like falcon punch falcon punch yeah and you're just like kicking them and smashing them <laughs> sending them flying or it's like that scene in evil dead 2 or no evil dead um army of darkness when there's a bunch of little bunch ashes of little bruce campbells cinematic gold and he's like fighting them all and they're all like they tie his shoes together and he falls over that's what i was looking for it's good it's great stuff and then he saves her i think he like just smashes or like is able to 
rip the chains off her or something like that. And then he wakes up and she's like holding his head and he's like, Oh, Perrin. Oh, Perrin. And she, and then she goes, and Perrin goes, there is a lot of crying, howling, soothing. I don't know. It's just this, I don't know how I feel about this. I can't say her name for the life of me. Fail. None of their name. None of her names. You've had trouble with Zareen. You've had trouble with Fayil. I can say Mandarb. Mandarb, but that, we don't call her that. I do. <laughs> she just rubs me the wrong way. She's, I, I don't know. I, I don't know the deal with the whole Falcon thing. At this point, I don't want to know. Yeah. Was, um, I can't remember in the Wheel of Time show, was his wife in the Wheel of Time named like Zareen or Fayil or something like that? And they just killed her off immediately? Oh, just to like close the book on that? Oh, uh, no, absolutely not. No. Yeah, there, she's no. probably coming back, eh? Uh, who? No, the, not the wife, but the like wife? Fael is is just coming to the show eventually, probably season two. Oh yeah, I mean Fael. Well, most likely who, the show. We don't know what the show. <laughs> we really like they. Yeah. We don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they killed Loyal. Like yeah, they're probably yeah. <laughs> going to bring Loyal back, but until they bring him back, they killed him, along with a bunch of other characters. Here's here's the thing that's interesting too. Now that we're talking about Loyal, where's Loyal in all this? I know he's at the at the inn with Perrin, kind of watching over the situation. But like, what's his perspective on everything going on? Like, does he see the Stone of Tear? Does he see what's happening over there? And he's also like paying attention to Perrin. Is Perrin and Fael in like this sort of Matrix thing where they're like shaking and stuff, yes. like they're reacting to their own Probably. world? But I feel that Loyal is probably taking in the culture of the Stone of Tear. Because he probably knows so much about it. Read books. He's probably writing. Maybe he's writing a book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, he is. He's writing the whole... He's writing He's writing a full history. He is. But maybe yeah. he's also writing a spinoff, uh, you know, exciting locations to visit while you're in the Stone of Tear. Must-sees. Right. 100 must-sees. Yeah. The Stone of Tear. There's a fudge factory that makes delicious... Caramel apple fudge. You wouldn't believe it. it. You wouldn't believe it. Tears top walks. Year 10,002. I don't know what year it is. but <laughs> It's in the future, right? I think this is set in the same year that Dune is set in. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. 10,007. Well, you know, what's, you know what's interesting about Dune is like they progress like in Dune... The humanity has progressed so far that we've like we've abandoned Earth altogether. Like Earth has just kind of fell apart Don't in its own it. way. And now the human race is now spread across the galaxy, the universe, in in unfathomable ways. That now Earth can be kind of rearranged in this wheel of time way. I I see what you're saying. Humanity left Earth and the remains of humanity. Became Rand. Became Rand. Nineveh. All of these people. File. You know? File. And now Dune is off in space doing their own thing while the Wheel of Time is still on Earth doing their own thing, going through the cycles just over and over and over again. So, I mean, there's a potential for a crossover. Speaking of which, next season, Dune Messiah, baby. We're Dune Dune. Have we announced that yet? Oh, I think we've talked about it multiple times already. Okay, well, you heard it here first, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Probably 20 episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Going back to Dune. 
going back to do sand well. It's gonna be it's gonna be a nice change of pace. Getting more I don't know philosophical. It's gonna be nice. And le- but we'll see. And less dreamscapey. We'll see. I gotta get fucking sword. I gotta wait, get away from swords. I know Dune has their own version of swords, but what are they called? Like uh it's like a scimitar. Sitar? Uh, I think it's a sitar. Yeah, it's a sitar. Yeah, it's a sitar. But, but I gotta get away from horses. I'm spending way too much time around horses and just like <laughs> inns. I don't want anything to do with an inn. Oh man, you're not gonna like Dune Messiah at all. There's no way there's an inn in Dune Messiah. Dune Messiah is all about the hotel industry on Arrakis. That's a hotel. There's a difference. Well, I mean, depends on who's running. You can't it. tell me that <laughs> you can go to uh, a, a Best Western and then go over to a Howard Johnson and tell me you get the same experience. Oh, what's that Howard Johnson? Oh my God. I've never heard of a Howard Johnson. A Hojo? Howard Johnson. A Hojo? I have heard of Hojo, but it's called a Howard Johnson? Yeah, that's what a Hojo is. It's a shitty motel called a Howard Johnson. Oh, wow. Well, that's a motel. We're talking inns here. Inns? What does what does what does an inns became what motels? An inn? They're the same thing. An inn is a motel, but with a few more horses. I think an inn also has to have a, a an inn is more like it's it has to be two floors, right? Bottom floor is like restaurant bar. No way an inn is like one floor. Well, the entry section is restaurant bar, right? Where people eat. People in is more like a traveler's sort of thing. You there is no menu. I mean, you in the wheel of inn. time. Have you ever been into a, uh, one of these places that you go to a bar and then they're just like go upstairs and sleep? Every single one. <laughs> Here's a question: The days in is that an inn? Is that a hotel? Or is it a motel? That's a that's a hotel. Podcasting. It is a hotel. Yeah. It is a hotel. Inns. Like when you get to an inn, there is no menu for the food that they're giving. It's just, just potatoes. Like, we got stew. Yeah, we got stew going. We got stew yesterday. We got stew today. I think we might be having stew tomorrow, but don't hold your breath. We could be just having bread. <laughs> There's always going to be so, bread. There's always going to be potato. There's always going to be fresh ale. Well, maybe not fresh. Definitely not fresh. I mean, it's at least it's there. Onions. It's available. Oh, Copious amounts of At the very least, you have a barrel of onions just in the corner for aesthetics. Yep. Yep. Decor. Or at least for to, to help with any other smell that you have going on. You can get a fake <laughs> barrel of onions from IKEA. Just for a decor thing. If you can't oh. afford a real real onions. Okay. It's called an onion talk. With a bunch of little dots over the onion vowels. talk? Yeah. Oh onion talk. Onion, onion toke. <laughs> All right. Now we got to talk about the meat and potatoes. See how I did that? Segway. Uh, yeah, because we were talking about meat and potatoes. And onions. Now we got to talk about Rand's battle with Bilal and immediately following after that, Balzaman. Bilal is like nothing. Bilal like, I don't sucks. even know why. Bilal shows up they and he's just him. like, you don't know who I am? And Rand's like, I, honestly, no. No clue. <laughs> you look you look like an evil fucking douchebag, though, so let's fight. And Bilal's That's like, wait, much it. what do you mean? I am Bilal. We were once best of friends. How do you not remember me? And he's like, can we just, can we, honestly, can we just move it along? Can we get going? 
Rand's like, let's dance. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the fight is actually, there are so many phrases of the way they fight where it's like, like in describing the, the sword movements are like breaking the water and uh, dancing with the fish. The whole fight is described like that. He broke the water as he danced with the fish. Then he ate the pickle and he moved to the left and he did the macarena. Ding, da ding, da ding, da ding. I feel like I've been making a lot of macarena jokes. It's been on my brain lately. Yeah. I ate macaroni. Yeah, well, I think it's, I don't think we've done the macarena like in public together in years. If ever. I'd never do the macarena in public. It's a private thing for me. <laughs> He's a private macarena practice, practitioner. Uh, in fact, I think it's actually kind of rude if you ask somebody if they do if they do the macarena. It's not. Like it's he, not p- polite. It's not good. Yeah, you can't, yeah, you definitely can't ask it at work. Depends where you work, really. I guess so. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, pretty much more or less, he he just murks Bilal, or at least like Bilal just becomes nothing. He's just like a non. He's not. He's a non-issue, and the battle then just. Turns into Balzaman. Balzaman just like forms from the shadows above him. And he's yeah, like, it's like he I was think, waiting there the whole time and knew that Bilal was going to fail. But I think Moraine murks him. I think Moraine just like throws like a lightning bolt. Lightning. Fireball. Fire lightning. Yeah. Then Balzaman Bal- shows up. Bilal is just like, and like explodes. <laughs> and they're all like, huh. Who was that guy? Did you notice that the, the audiobook uh, narrator... He used the same voice for Bilal and Balzaman. Yeah, I did like notice that same that. Skeletor voice. So when I was like reading my it, voice, and I think I'm going to file a lawsuit against him. <laughs> Actually, I'm not. <laughs> I take it back. He'll no, he'll no. win that, and he'll just turn it around right on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I it was also I was also thinking, like when Bilal, so Bilal, or what says. Something to the extent of like him and Luz Theron used to fight together in some fucking fantasy horse shit squadron. Yep, <laughs> or something. Yeah, it was ro- it, it was it was Rogue Squadron in Star Wars. That's where how they rode together because it was the future back then. So he's like of heroes. So he's like we knew each other. Yada yada yada. But it got me thinking. It's like. Do these evil ones not get reincarnated? Why is the Dragon Reborn the, seem to be the only one that keeps getting reborn as different people throughout time? Are, is, is Basilmon and, and Belal and all of these Forsaken, are they always these people or do they get reborn again? That's a good question. I think... Well, I think... When it comes to Forsaken, like the serious answer is when it comes to Forsaken, I think they've been sealed away for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And since like the beginning events of, you know, will time, these seals have been broken and more and more of these Forsaken are coming out and they're just the same. But if, they're the same look. But if you kill one, do they get reborn again? That I don't. As someone else, like maybe no. Bel-El gets reborn as Jeff. And he's a oh. new guy. Yeah, yeah, but he he still knows that he's well. He's Bilal no, he probably reborn. would know. He probably wouldn't know that he's Bilal reborn because Rand didn't know he was the Dragon reborn. That's just it. It's just like a it's just like a spirit thing. And does the that same even apply to the Dark One? And it's just maybe he's never been beaten. 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> like for the dark one, I, I don't know how he's made it this long. Yeah, he seems like <laughs> a horrible tactician, but he's really not keeping it together here. He's really bad at this. And it shows in this battle with, that he has with Rand. Like at first he tries to like have a one up on Rand and he's like, we're going to go into the dream world, which is basically just fighting the sky like they did every other every other time. Yeah. And they go into the dream world and Rand, he like plays hide and seek with Rand. He's it's like, oh, yeah. I'm over here. It's oh, a, it's a, game. No, it's a test of skill. You will never feat, defeat me, lose therein. I'm the greatest hide and seek player of all time. And then he gets up behind Rand and Rand just stabs him. He's like, no. So Rand has Kalendor. And it also has the Haramark blade on it because. No. Okay. So I thought this confused me as well. He pulls a sword like out of thin air. He channels this Haramark blade. Well, he channels Ka- it's Kalendor. No, he doesn't take Kalendor until the end of the book, until the end of the chapter. That when Moraine is like, take take calendar it's 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 your birthright this is this is for you when he's in this dream state he channels this fire sword I'm which is basically sh- a lightsaber but i'm pretty sure that's calendar he just channeled it would it be Calen- does calendar have a heron mark as well well they specifically said it had a heron mark they said specifically said calendar does not have a heron mark but this one has a heron mark because when he channeled the sword he the only sword that he knows is the one with the heron mark so he was thinking of it and it made it appear. And maybe it's... Oh, yeah, you're right. Maybe it's I'm not Kalendor, but if there was just another fiery lightsaber sword, it seems redundant. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I'm looking at the pages now, and it, literally the first sentence that I'm looking at is, Rand swings Kalendor at Balsamon. Balsamon goes, hee hee hee. Yeah, I mean, and it would seem completely redundant if he just made a weapon that killed Balsamon, and then at the end, Maureen was like, take this weapon instead. Yeah, well, there's been a few times in this book where I feel like Rand has channeled a sword, a sword even though he has a Haramark blade. It feels, it, it, the way that things have been described, it feels like he's I, channeled some sort of weapon. But I think that's, I think it's Kalendor. It's always Kalendor. It's like, it's... Or he's able to... It's like the sword of Gryffindor. It appears when you the, need it. Maybe he's able to set the, fl- uh, set the blade on fire. And that's his channeling thing. You know, I don't think I don't think so. <laughs> I remember these swords being on fire, man. Maybe, yeah, I, I, maybe. But I, I'm just saying, I feel like stuff. the way that Kalendor works is you don't need to carry it around with you. you oh, can just, especially if you're the Dragon Reborn, you can just sort of like zip it, zorp it right in your hand. Oh, it's like uh. The Sword of it's Gryffindor. Like a, it's kind of like Sword of Gryffindor. It's exactly like, like the Sword of Gryffindor. Aragorn? Airpod. The Sword of Airpod. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, 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 I'm with you here. I don't know much. So, like, how does the Sword of Gryffindor show up? Does it just, like, he pulls it out of a hat? It appears when you need it. Oh. Pretty sure. Or something like wow. that. Wow. Something like that. Talk about a plot saving device right right there. That's all Harry Potter is, man. I mean, that's what fantasy is. Yeah. I mean, that's what storytelling is, honestly. You just set up like especially for large series that's like plus 
six books, maybe five books, four books, you have to set in those things early on so that you can like lose them for a bit, but later on they come back. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, and Robert George, like the wheel of time series, it seems, it seems to be is like, it's writing the textbook on these things, you know, like these weird, these MacGuffin type items that show up and ultimately helps the main characters defeat whatever evil they're facing within the last chapter of the uh, within the last chapter of the book. We saw that with the horn of uh, Valir and we saw that at the end of eye of the world where I think it was also Matt Rand like channeling for the first time and saying all those lightning yeah. bolts down. But yeah. I think he had to like be somewhere with the eye of the world or I don't know. I can't remember at this point, but it seems to be that Robert Jordan is like textbook. Do this again, do this again, do this again. It's like it's it's like these books well, are like happening inspired on a lot of stuff. Some sort it, of wheel. And it's so long ago that people I mean it's it's inspired a lot of the stuff that we've read and watched and grew up on. It's true. It's true. It's not that long ago. And I mean the latest books were came out in like 2009, 2010, 2000, or like yeah, I think the latest book came out in 2014. Enough. These are what, in the nineties? These ones are probably in the nineties, yeah. Maybe late eighties. I wonder how Brandon Sanderson kind of like addresses these things when, by the time he starts writing the last three books, like how does he switch up the formula and how much is, and how much of this formula is actually like beloved by fans? Cause we could be critiquing it and being dicks. Well, but I don't fans think it's could be bad. like, that's the, this is the wheel of time. I don't think it's bad. And it's still, we're still only on book three. So it's like, it's, it's just it's just a huge this is a huge fucking story, man. I mean, that's true. I mean, to be to be fair to Robert Jordan, we are on season four of our podcast. One more season than books than that Robert Jordan has. Mm-hmm. And we're still we still don't know what we're doing. Yeah, it's true. So Rand kills Balsmon. <laughs> Once again. And he's like Once again. Nice, we did it. <laughs> we did it. Once again. Well, I think in the end of uh, Great Hunt, it wasn't necessarily that he killed Balsamon. It just seemed like it. But now in this book, like he has a body right in front of him with like a scorched face with holes burned into the eyes and mouth. And it's like smoking. Yeah. He's like, I did it. And a big old like hole in his chest. The Ewoks come in and they start dancing around. Fireworks are going off. It's a celebration. Uh, I think that's what we're going to get next. Basil one shows up, but he's a human. Oh, yeah. He's smiling. He's by Hayden Christensen. <laughs> no, he's the guy from the show. Whoever that guy was. Yeah, yeah. But, like, clean shaven now. He doesn't have a beard. Everything yeah. else is the same. <laughs> his hair's cut. <laughs> yeah, his hair's cut. Clean shaven. Exactly the same otherwise. Still wearing the same clothes. Actually, it's the same clothes, just pure white. There that were moments like with the whole Rand... In, in Rand's point of view, where he was doubting that he is a dragon reborn still. And it's like, buddy, book's called that. I don't know if anyone I mean, and it's over. It now. feels like it feels like on the last page, he kind of comes to terms with it because he just he says, yeah, at the end, t- he does. Tells- but there were still moments in this chapter where he was struggling with it. But once he channeled the sword and beat Vazelman, he's right. kind of like, I think, OK. I think I have the evidence I need. Yeah, yeah I think I've got enough <laughs> evidence to take off this deer and then stalker. He, 
And then he, and then he like, when he comes back to the real world, everybody's still fighting. And then he just tells everybody, stop. He goes, stop. I'm the dragon reborn. Silence. And everybody just bows. He, he just saw, he just creates world peace right there in that room. Do you think he's forcing them to bow with the one power? Yes. I don't. <laughs> but it's an interesting take. There's so much in this uh, chapter. We're really missing a lot. I mean, no, I don't think we are. I think these are these are a lot of like the big the big things is like Matt is okay. Egwene, Nynaeve, Elaine are okay. They're battling. They're doing their Isn't thing. There a whole no thing with the hedgehog in their chapter? Or in their part of it? That the hedgehog yeah, the cha- was back, but it was broken. Yeah, yeah, he was able to break the hedgehog that kept her in the Falcon dream. Which is a bummer because I was really hoping that hedgehog was going to stick around and become like a a mainstay item of one of our heroes. Oh, it might. You know, you never know. It's busted. Like, it's all it busted up. Be, well, you could take the pieces. You could make it. You can make it something else. Now it's in two pieces. Now hear me out. It's in super two glue. pieces now. You can super glue it together, or you can make each one of them. Uh, each one of those two pieces, like a little, like sick, little, a little uh, trinket to represent their love, like a ring or something. You can just like sand it down, yeah, keep like the a little best friend necklace, like a best friend necklace. So like one, one of them has like the lower half with the hedgehog butt and the other one has the top hat with, uh, with the hedgehog face. And if they're using Sonic the Hedgehog, one's got the shoes, one's got the cool Got the cool face. I like it Gotta straight down the middle. Let's cut him right in half. Yeah, now we're talking. I mean, honestly, I think that's that covers everything that's worth talking about. Because otherwise, you just like start combing for little things. I, the big thing for me is why even bring Bilal into it? He's just like he's. he's it does seem odd. Nothing. It does it's seem nothing. we didn't hear anything about him until a couple chapters ago. He showed up. Everyone's like, like we don't really know who you are. Yeah. Rand kills him. Done. Rand kills him, or Mor- Moraine kills him, or or so yeah. But uh, do you think gone? Like it's as if he was just like, well, I got to put a Forsaken in each one of these books. I planned out thirteen books. There's thirteen Forsaken. Well, I went to the Wikipedia page, and apparently he was mentioned early, like earlier chapters, like chapter four or five or something like that. Mm-hmm. But we probably missed that. Yeah. Uh, but it was probably something. It, it probably what it probably was like they were just talking about Forsakens, and he's like one of them. You know. Yeah. And by the well, time yeah, Robert Jordan just listed to the off end. with a bunch of other Forsaken, but like, how are we supposed to remember that? They have the craziest names. Yeah, exactly. And by the time Robert Jordan was getting to the end of this chapter, he's like, "Uh, shit." Um, and I think you're. I think you're right. Yeah. There's thirteen. There's thirteen Forsaken, and he's already kind of like committed to the bit of putting another of putting a forsaken into every every single book and he's like uh fuck uh well this guy doesn't seem that important they were friends at one point and he throws them in there two chapters later dead dead rob jordan just like wipes his hands he's like that's a day's work right there (laughs) (laughs) just like us really honestly you know it's just it's nothing but up from here man it's like the shania twain song well, let's wrap it up there. We, uh, you know, as is tradition, I'm sure we missed some things, but we're closing in on the end of this book. We have the final chapter on Monday. Thank you, as always, for listening. 
Uh, please follow us on the Twitters at Chat by Chat, on the Instagrams at Chapter by Chapter Podcast. And we will be back on Monday with the final episode of The Dragon Reborn, Chapter 56 People of the Dragon. everybody one more episode monday's episode final chapter of the dragon reborn i'm glad to be done this book i'm happy to be taking a break for just a short period we're planning on getting straight into doom messiah but it's going to take a while to get everything done but we couldn't do any of this without our support from big cheese daddy he's the one that's keeping the lights on here at the Chapter by Chapter podcast. We can't thank him enough. If you like the show and you want to support us, check out our Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode.